Hi, welcome to the Romance Me podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Em. Still. And this is another very special bonus episode. We are still planning NaNo, aka National Novel Writing Month. How's it going, Em? It's going. It's going. <laughs> In this episode, we're going to focus on planning since that's what M is currently entrenched in in her own process. Why don't you set the scene for us, Em? What are you currently working on as far as planning goes? It's still a little scattered. It's filling out things in, I guess it's more notes. So it's not so much outline because that's, that's done at this point as much as I'm going to do. It's more trying to flush things out, trying to think of scenes, trying to think of subplots and other stuff. I have, (laughs) unsurprisingly, changed the main character's name to main character. I noticed that. (laughs) I said it was a working name, didn't I? You did. Called it. (laughs) Rosie just wasn't working. Oh, well. I've got some ideas of names that I want to use, but I'm not sure. And since I can't decide, I'm just going to go with main character for right now. Fair enough. So when you say you're like planning scenes and things, what does that mean? Because you're not writing technically. No. So I have a list in my notes of list of scenes. I think it's something really creatively titled like that. And (laughs) this sometimes happens. It doesn't happen always. But as I'm thinking about the story, the world, things that can happen, one of the things that can happen is like, essentially, it's a kind of weather event. So I was thinking, all right, well, I need a scene about that kind of weather event, you know, because it's otherworldly, right? I don't want to have it just to have it. It has to serve a purpose, at least at this stage. (laughs) When I'm doing nano, it doesn't have to serve a purpose. It just has to add words. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, so during this weather event, they they have to stay inside. Inside is mandatory for survival. Is there only one bed? (laughs) Well, it's in a house. So (laughs) in theory, I think it's (laughs) multi-bedded. Missed opportunity there, but okay. I honestly hadn't thought that far ahead. (laughs) It was more... I was thinking, because again, I'm trying to develop my main character so I understand who the hell she is by November 1st. Right. She doesn't even have a name anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was thinking like, well, all right, so she can't leave. She can't leave. She cannot leave. And the more I started thinking about that, I think I started to have my own little panic attack. (laughs) So I was thinking, yeah, okay. So she she has a panic attack. And so I was thinking, well, maybe I want that to happen. And as often happens, I go to sleep at some point in my life. And before sleep actually, like, (laughs) takes me down, there's, like, this dreamy space. Because I typically don't dream. But, you know, when your consciousness is kind of floating in that in-between area, I actually could kind of see the scene starting to happen. So I started writing a few little notes like, okay, so she has a panic attack and oh yeah, oh wait, it's a romance. So, okay, so the love interest can play a role in helping. And then maybe later, because it's a weather event, so it might happen again, you know, he will know that this is going to happen. And so he tries to make himself available and help again. And maybe he can't for some reason. Ooh. I don't know. I am intrigued. Because it would be nice. Like, what a nice thought. He cares enough to show up. That kind of thing. He tried. But then he can't. A plus for effort. Obstacle. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because it's a story and you can't make things easy because then there's no story. So before we started recording, uh, we were talking a little bit about what planning looks like for different writers. Um, what different, do you call them, you called them Rymos, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that name, which is why I don't use it. But technically, yeah, Nano is the contest or challenge or whatever you want to call it. And the writers or participants are referred to as Rymos because, of course, the full name is Nano Rymo. So, okay, well, I'll call them participants. So, what the other, so what <laughs> other participants? Um, because that's what I feel comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't like Rymo. But some some participants might want to create like a fully fleshed out detailed outline and other participants may want to do the absolute opposite of that which you call discovery or pantsing but can you talk a little bit about the in-betweens like what are some things that someone could do to help them plan for hitting that 50k so i think we mentioned it before in the previous bonus episode which is you want to, if you can, if your process will allow it, to make lists of character-related things. So, like, names, jobs, traits. This might be going a little too much, but, like, even go far as to do, like, descriptions and ages, potential ages. Because I know there are generators online that will do that. I always find them dissatisfying because depending on what world you're creating or what environment, a certain job may not be as applicable. So only you know what you're creating and what will be of use in theory. And then make random things in because sometimes those are helpful. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, like a list of settings, you know, where they're likely to go. And where they are unlikely to go, because you may reach a point where you need something outside of the norm for that character. Oh, look, you've already got it in a list. Oh, so like if I were a character, it would be the gem. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Because you just you never know when when you need something like that. Yes. What would be bad enough to make me go there? A friend who's stuck and needs you to show up with some bolt cutters. <laughs> now it just sounds like you're taking things from our prior experiences, Em. <laughs> Everything is fair game in Nano. <laughs> People you know can be made into characters. Don't tell them, by the way. <laughs> if you're doing that, don't tell them. Oh, now I'm curious. <laughs> Yeah, I made that mistake of like, I'm going to make you a character and then told them and it didn't go well. So don't do it. Well, I'll know if one of your characters shows up with bolt cutters that it's me. (laughs) Now I want to put it in there just for shits and giggles. Oh, along the lines of like lists of things like conflicts, weather or environmental, interpersonal, because you know, maybe what kind of people they may or may not have in their life. Right. And what kind of internal conflicts for either for your main character or characters that are likely to come into play. So for you, are these lists just kind of randomly stuck in your outline? Or do you have like a general idea of like, for example, scenes or conflicts or something like that? Do you do you have a, a sense of where they might show up in the story at this point? For the scenes, I try to put them in what I think 
may be chronological order-ish. Because in theory, you start at chapter one. And so I don't put them in the chapters, of course. It's all in one document, but it's lower down on the page. It's in its own section. Yeah. I tend to find that kind of more helpful. The ones that'll fit in any kind of chronological outline and then below that would just be if I can get enough scenes then just put random (laughs) for it's just a scene idea you know I don't know if I'll use it I may or may not need it sometimes I burn through everything sometimes I don't and then those also can help later if you're revising your nano project if you feel brave enough to take that on (laughs) because sometimes they can be a little terrifying depending on what you wrote because your nano self will lie to you and tell you that it's brilliant. And then you will look at it later and go, oh, no, no, it's not. What did I do? What horrible, (laughs) horrible thing have I created? How do you get yourself out of that mindset? Or are you able to? Sometimes I'm not. The the very first nano I did, the first couple, they were so bad. I just was like, no. And they were also survival. So it was just getting to the next quote-unquote mile marker by any means necessary that by the end when I did actually go back and read it it made very little sense (laughs) (laughs) you can see the part where it was like okay a is leading to b in some sort of logical progression and then it just veered and it (laughs) never went back to any kind of normal and there was no kind of conclusion to the story because I hadn't thought that far ahead it's just a mess of words so it just depends. There's that that phrase that like you do something three times to figure out if you like it, wants to get over the fear, second time to, to figure out how you did it, and the third time to figure out if you like it or not. Nana was the same way. I didn't really feel like I understood what the F I was doing for several nanos in. How would you categorize that first nano for you? Because I always felt like from what you've told me before that it was a success, like a personal success. Do you think even though, you know, you you spoke rather harshly just now about the content, (laughs) the output. (laughs) Am I wrong? Was it not a success? No, I would consider it a success overall because I finished it. I was pleased with myself very pleased with myself that I did finish it. Yeah. So I think that is where the sense of success lies. It's not with the output because that was horrible. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's something that I think is important to point out to anyone who's just starting out. You have your own personal goal. And if you meet that goal, that's your success. Yeah. You don't need to be judging other things. (laughs) Yeah, no, completely. Like like in this case, M's output. (laughs) (laughs) But now I feel, you know, unless I'm doing a nano kind of for the sake of doing it, like that catharsis thing, if I'm doing a nano because I'm actually trying to create something that I will use later, the attitude towards it is different than if I'm doing it to do it. Well, you have a different goal in that case, correct? Correct. I start nano always with the intention of reaching 50,000 words, because why not? But it's not always the objective, if that makes sense. Okay, let me let me uh, chime in, see if I can help nail this down a little bit more. Okie dokie. The 50k is the signifier that nano is complete. But that's yeah. not necessarily your main focus every time. You want to hit the 50k because then you finished. Mm-hmm. But that didn't mean you met your goal necessarily. Yeah, no, usually the overall objective is to finish the outline in 50,000 words. Because then once that's done, then... <laughs> 
voila. Because I really, I really don't like still having things to write, but I've already written 50,000 words. <laughs> it makes me quite grumpy. <laughs> you finished NaNo, but you still keep going. It never ends. <laughs> but you're not done. <laughs> that does not make me happy. At least not too far off. So yeah, there's usually a point, usually when I have about 5,000 words-ish left, a couple chapters where I'm like, okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's let's put a conclusion on this. Whether or not I keep it doesn't matter, but it's got to have some kind of an ending because that will make the difference between turning it into something later and not. I kind of want to go back to lists a little bit. So you're stranded on a desert island. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. And you're, you're planning for Nano. <laughs> Because I'm that crazy. Yep. <laughs> Got nothing else to do on this desert island. Might as well nano. You have your character. You have your place. Okay. What other things do you absolutely need? What lists are the most important lists? I think at that point, if I have a character in a setting, then I need a conflict of some kind. Which if I'm stuck on a desert island, it's probably going to be man versus environment. <laughs> man versus man. It's pulling from life. Yes. I think at that point, I really wanted to know, what story am I writing? Is it a romance? Is it science fiction? Is it... Because that will dictate a lot. Because this is science fiction, I was like, okay, well, then I need a world. Which I may not have gone to that much thought if it was contemporary. Right. It's kind of a if you give a mouse a cookie sort of situation. If you, if you give Erica a sci-fi romance... <laughs> then you need a world. If yeah. you need a world, then you need aliens to populate it. In theory. And not every science fiction has aliens. True. Firefly Serenity didn't. I need aliens. <laughs> Fair enough. The lists are based on what the character needs. So I have to know who the character is. I have to know what the setting is. And then I can build the lists and the conflicts and, and stuff like that. So I need that stuff first. Yeah, that makes sense. As much as it sounds like I'm not making lists just to make lists. <laughs> yeah, you got to know where you're going before you can pack. Exactly. So what do you do if you don't know? What do you do when you're stuck? If I'm stuck at the planning stage, I will go try to find inspiration somewhere. I will listen to music that has the right vibe, for lack of a better word, and just think about it. What do I know? And kind of go back over what I already know. For example, with, with this story, okay, I know she inherits something. So what does that mean? <laughs> you know, she in, she inherits a property. I may make, which I actually do have a list about this, like what could be wrong with the property that will need to be fixed? And so I have lists of that. I'm starting to flesh out the, the town and the people a little bit more. So she has to go from point A to point B to, to get to this place where the property is. Who does she encounter when she gets there? How does that go? She inherited this um, from someone who passed away. What kind of customs are there? Oh, well, I guess she could go visit where this person is buried and do some sort of ritual or whatever. Because that's the custom. Sure, why not? We'll do that. <laughs> because I kind of know the different things that I've based this culture on. And so because of that, when it comes to those sorts of moments of, okay, well, I know in this culture they do this. So maybe I'll pull from that. Maybe I'll make it something different. It's not just one thing that I'm basing it off of. So that's where if you know the sources of inspiration that you're pulling from to create your story, 
the world and the characters and whatnot, it can help when you get stuck. Which I think that works a little bit better with sci-fi, fantasy, speculative fiction than necessarily contemporary. Although maybe not. You'd have to, again, really know your character well. What do you do to get to know your character well? I kind of do. I usually don't write them out, especially if it's nano. Because I, <laughs> I will get lost in doing that. And then I'll be like, oh crap. And then I can't use it for nano. I, I kind of do character sketches, but in my head. So I, I know before we sort of mentioned that glass of water. So my current character, my main character, I think if it came to getting the glass of water, at the start of the story, I'm contemplating, I'm thinking about how, how I want to introduce the audience, which is you. <laughs> you are my reader. Yay! To my main character. And she has to take a transport from point A to point B to get to the property, that will mean that she has to be enclosed in a place. And she has a problem with that, I have decided. It's not so much that I decided, it was kind of that weather dream thing that I had. And so in order to prepare herself, she's going to be consuming alcohol. (laughs) As one does. She doesn't want to be trapped in that vehicle. There's my character sketch. Like, she doesn't want a glass of water. She wants a glass of whiskey. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So that she doesn't have to deal with the sensations of feeling trapped. That idea gave me another idea before, which was, okay, so she doesn't like to be trapped. So she she won't want to keep the property. She doesn't want to be tied down. Mm. She has issues for reasons, which I'm still kind of flushing out. And, you know, how cruel do I want to be? Very. (laughs) There's a limit to (laughs) how cruel you can be in backstory before it's... It it depends. It's the outline, so you can do whatever. Who knows if you'll use it. If you're trying an alternative approach to outlining or planning or whatever, what is something else you can list? Like, how can you determine where your story goes? When I have gone in without a plan, I don't usually prep that much because I don't know where the story's going to go. I think the only thing at that point you would know if you're not really planning it is you really better know that character. You better know what they want, what they're afraid of, what they're willing to endure for a goal. I think at that point, the planning becomes really internal for that character because then it doesn't matter what happens. You'll know what that character's supposed to do. That sounds like you're speaking a completely different language. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of... Making like a little android, if you will. It's really difficult to start Nano with a completely blank page and not even a character. I I wouldn't say don't do it because that may be that person's process. And I'm not going to tell them that they shouldn't do their process. It just none of this talk of prep is applicable for them. Really, this is all, all this is predicated on having some level of stuff done ahead of time. And if your main goal is hitting that 50k, which maybe it is, maybe it's not, would you recommend having a plan? Yeah, it's easier. It used to be referred to, which maybe it still is, as week two, which is that's when all your ideas run out and you hit a form of writer's block or whatever, creative desert land, if you will. Stagnation. The the prep and all of this is basically to deal with that. Because if it's just that you're tired, you can rest. If it's just that you don't have the time, then you don't have the time. It's not a story issue. 
You know, it's not a creativity issue. The outline and the notes and and all of that is what's going to help to get through the creativity issues that will come up. When you have the time to write, you need to maximize that time. This is more applicable like when you're actually doing nano. But when you do get stuck, and if you have an outline, then what you can do is just jump ahead in the outline to something that is more creatively inspiring. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't have to write in order. No. All right. Any pithy words of wisdom to close (laughs) us out here? (laughs) I don't know if I have pith at the ready. (laughs) Pithless. (laughs) Okay. So thanks for joining us on another step of our nano journey. And I'd like to invite you, come nano with us. We're posting all these bonus episodes and resources that we mention on our website, romancemepodcast.com. And we have a Twitter now. <laughs> it's at RomanceMeCast. And I've also got it linked on our website. And feel free to interact with us there. Ask any questions you want about Nano or our podcast in general. And I will share these with Em and we will interact with you. Yay? In what is close to real time, I guess. I don't know. Relatively real. (laughs) I feel so old. Like, oh, we have a Twitter. (laughs) Tweet us. We are the aged and the infirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, all the places. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.